Well, you know, people say I have kind of an unusual style. You know, they say it's hard to duplicate what you do. I go, well, it's kind of like this. You just open up your heart as big as you can get it and run as fast as you can with it. It's kind of like, uh, you know, getting in a car and you want to see how fast it can go, like 80 miles an hour, 100 miles an hour. I, I once got a ticket going down Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach going, oh, it's like 85 or something like that. And the judge asked me, why did you go, why were you going so fast? I said, I just wanted to see how fast it would go. <laughs> I thought that would be a good reason to, you know, let, let me go. He, he in disgust, <laughs> said, well, you got, I don't know what my penalty was, but it wasn't, it wasn't nice. They didn't, they didn't like that. But in, in, in God's kingdom, you can let it go as big and as fast and as long as you can. Amen? Amen. Well, we're going to have scriptural reading today from Richard, and this is going to be a month of uh, prayer. So he's going to give us the scripture to start off with. Good morning, everybody. Uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to read what we have here from the New King James Version. And then I want to give you something a little bit more, um, I guess I want to say pal palatable, uh, just so that you can get a little bit more out of what we're reading here. So, we'll be reading Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. And it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And here's another way to kind of understand how we want you to understand what you're reading, because we want you to get this thing digested and get it to float around in your mind and get you to contemplate on it and all those things. Celebrate God in every, all day, every day. I mean, revel in him. Make it as clear as you can to all you meet that you on their side, working with them and not against them. Help them see that the master is about to arrive. He could show up at any minute. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. So just for you to let that stay with you and just meditate on that, because as we read this word, we can read it over and over, but as we get more exposure, it becomes even more palatable. It becomes more understandable. It becomes more of something that stays in your heart, it stays in your mind, and it comes through as you're speaking to those whom the Lord leads you to speak to. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Richard. That was wonderful. Now all we got to get them to do is pray. <laughs> 
And that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm going to encourage you that prayer will make a difference in your life. Your life, I can guarantee you that your life will be better if you spend time in prayer. And I, I want to challenge you this January to spend at least 30 minutes a day alone with God in word or in prayer and allow Him to come and talk to you and, and make a difference in your life. 30 days, 30 minutes. Can you do that? And we're going to throw in something else too. Throw in some fasting. You know, if, if there's a day that you want to fast the whole day, you can do that or up until 12 o'clock or 5 o'clock. Let the Lord know that your heart is ready to receive from Him all that He has. And when you do that, I believe at the end of 30 days, you're going to see a difference in your life, and we're going to see some changes in our hearts, in our lives, and in our church. Amen? Amen? Amen. Well, let's pray. Father, we thank you that as we come before you today, we'll learn words and encouragement so that we can pray and see our lives change. So, Father, I just thank you that you impress upon us to receive your written word and your, your word through your spirit. We thank you for it in Jesus' name, and all agreed said, Amen. Amen. Well, like I was saying, we got through 2019. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, some of us, you know, we, it's been a long year, a rough year, a tough year, you know, especially some, some of us at the end of our year came through some challenges that you didn't think you were going to have to face, some medical issues that you didn't think that you were going to have to uh, overcome, some financial issues that you were unexpected, maybe some family issues that cropped up, maybe some... Uh, issues in your own family, maybe at work you had situations. I know my, my, my wife had some situations at work where she had to overcome them. I told her she got a big promotion, a raise, and all that stuff, but then they said, oh yeah, by the way, we got a lot of work for you to do. <laughs> and they just dumped it on her, okay? Wow. And so she'd be up late at night, two o'clock in the morning with her hands on her computer, just falling asleep, you know, waiting, you know, just dedicated to doing what she had to do. And my son changed jobs. He he changed firms. He went from insurance law to employment law. Didn't realize he was going to have to learn all about the law in a different category, so he had to spend up time as well learning a new part of the law. So all these challenges come our way. We think like, Lord, if 2020 or, or 2020 is going to be like 2019, I don't want it anymore. All right? Let's just stop, hold it, and let's not you know, go on. But God said, no, you have to go on. I am with you. I'm going to carry you through. I'm going to make sure that all the things that I promised you will come to pass. He hasn't given up on us, and we can't give up on him. Amen? Amen. Amen. So uh, looking at uh, 2019, you can judge yourself. You can grade yourself on how you've been uh, this year. You know, like when you get grades at the end of school year, they give you, you know, points, A, B, C, D. And so you can grade yourself on things like, Evangelism. How did you do on evangelism? How many uh, people have you talked to and told them about the Lord and witnessed to them and shared your, your experience and shared the life and the joy of the Lord that's in your, in your heart? I know my son said he bought some furniture, and uh, while uh, they, my, my wife and, and them were working, I grabbed the salesman and go, you know, I'm going to sell you something, and it won't cost you a dime. <laughs> it's a free gift. <laughs> he goes, okay, I, I, go on. And I told him, uh, I have uh, salvation, a salvation message for you that you can accept the Lord, you can go to heaven, you can live a better life here on earth. Are you interested? He goes, yeah, I am. 
goes, let me finish this up here, and we'll, we'll, we'll pray. And I said, okay. And so uh, they finished, and he made this big sale. He went outside, and uh, we prayed. I prayed with him in the parking lot. He said, thank you, brother. That, that was so good. That was just what I needed. I feel so different. I feel light. I feel, you know, refreshed. Why? I wasn't letting, you know, just uh, secular things get in my way. My, my focus is, do they know the Lord? Are they going to heaven? That's the biggest thing that's on my mind. Furniture is nice, looks good, okay? <laughs> but, you know, how much more is it to have? And then I was on the phone the other day working with this uh, sales lady, and she was very nice to me, very kind, went out of her way, spent over an hour on the phone going through the, um, the uh, Internet with me. And, and I, I said, uh, you know, you're, very, you're a very nice lady. Uh, are you saved? Are you a Christian? She goes, you know, this big pause, like, should I answer this question or not? <laughs> and she said, no, I'm not. I go, well, you know what? You'd be a number one candidate to, to be a Christian. <laughs> you're so nice. You're so sweet. And so at the end of the conversation, I said, well, thank you so much. And you are a very nice person. And if you didn't, I, I'm not trying to convince you, but if you weren't a Christian and you became a Christian, you'd meet somebody that's nice, even nicer than you, <laughs> the Lord Jesus Christ. She said, thank you very much. So, you know, you, sometimes you plant seeds. Sometimes you win people over. But how would you grade yourself? How many people have you went to the Lord? How many people have you talked to them about Jesus? Or are you just oblivious, just going your life, worried about what you have to do, and not concerned about what God has put us here to do? What he, he said, I came to uh, uh, draw sinners unto me. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. Okay, how would you rate yourself on stewardship? How was your giving last year? Were you faithful to what God has given you? We have to be you know, recognize that in our own selves because he will reward. Does your life look different this year than, I mean, last year than it did the year before? Are you seeing the blessings of God come upon your life? If you're not acknowledging him and his goodness and his giftings, you can't expect him to work in your behalf. That's just the way it goes. It's seed time and harvest. Praise God. Can't pray for finances if you haven't put anything in the, in the bank. How about your service? Have you rolled up your sleeves to help in the kingdom of God? Have you volunteered for things? Have you gone out of your way, even in the church or outside the church? Have you done things for like children's church or when we have events? Are you doing things like the baby bottle? That's, that's the one thing that you can contribute and say, yes, Lord, I'm doing things to, to uh, contribute to the kingdom of God. How about attendance? How is your attendance at church? Do, do, do you come to church regularly, or do you just like come see, come saw? Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I miss it sometimes. Don't You know, I, well, I missed church one time when I was uh, becoming a pastor or actually in children's church, and the assistant pastor that was working with me said, why did you miss church? I go, well, I wanted to just stay home and rest and, and read my Bible. And he looked at me like, are you kidding me? <laughs> he said, when the family comes to eat, we all eat together. This is where we get our nourishment and our fellowship together. You don't, like when your mama says it's time to eat, you don't say, no, I'll just uh, have some cheese and crackers in the, in, the, in, the, in the living room. No. You have to uh, um, come to church. She's, they got a, the furniture just arrived. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Worship. Have you given your heart over to the Lord in worship? Have you given Him your all? This is a hard thing to do. It's hard to give your heart to the Lord. It's effort. It's like, you know, it's like opening yourselves up. 
uh, Marietta said when she got home, she did the holy dance, uh, you know, to celebrate and to worship and to thank God for what he has done. Do you do that? It's hard to, it's kind of like working out. You ever like, you know, when you have to work out, you have to put a lot of ex ex exertion to it, isn't it? Don't you? You have to like set your mind, okay, I'm going to push those barbells. I'm going to move that weight. And, 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 and so you have to, you know, kind of psych yourself up. Well, sometimes worshiping God, you got to psych yourself up. Because when you go deep into the Lord, you got to put everything aside. You got to isolate yourself. You got to give yourself to the Lord, give your whole heart to Him, and let Him come in and, and, and inhabit your praise. Amen? That takes a little bit of effort, it takes a little bit of time, it takes a little bit of more uh, of focus. So, are you doing that? And then, so the other thing you can get a grade on is your prayer life. Probably need some improvement on that. How, no matter how much we've prayed, we could stand some improving in our prayer life, our spending time with the Lord. And with everything that's going on in this world, how much do we need prayer? To uh, pray often and pray deeply to connect ourselves with the Lord. We have to learn to call upon the Lord. But I, I promise you this. If you pray, your life will be better. That's a money-back guarantee. If you pray, if you put God in your life and allow Him to work in your behalf, he, he, your life will be better. I can't promise you that you won't get sick, but, he, but prayer will hold you together while you're sick. Can't guarantee you that you won't have any trouble, but I, have, I can guarantee you that the trouble won't have you. Praise God. I can't guarantee you that you won't have any enemies, but you can sleep at night knowing that He'll put the enemies uh, at your footstool. Amen? Amen? So a lot of people say this, prayer changes things. You've heard that, right? Can I add on to that? How about who's doing the work? Is it our prayer or is it God? Our prayer alone without God doesn't do anything, right? Prayer <laughs> makes God change things. Isn't that true? You can have the best prayer. You can have the most solemn prayer. I know I went to the hospital with this one preacher, and they were praying for this lady that was sick in the, in the bed, and she just opened up a book and read the prayer and said, okay, thank you very much, and left. I go, that is not going to work. You've got to pray with your heart. You've got to pray, you know, with, with the, the intensity that you are believing that God is hearing your prayer, because without God hearing your prayer, it's just a prayer that stays right in here. Amen? So you have to pray a prayer that reaches heaven. Praise God. So when you kneel before God, you call upon his name. And what do you pray? What do you pray? God, help me. God, be do this. God, do that. But you know what? God needs a scripture to base his uh, uh, promises on. Did you know that? You have to find a scripture that will back what he said. If he hadn't said it, if you don't bring it up to him in remembrance, he's just listening to you talk. Now, I learned this in high school, and uh, I wrote a paper on uh, the Revolutionary War. And the, the question, one of the questions is, what were the causes of the Revolutionary War? So, I thought they wanted my opinion. <laughs> so, I wrote, well, I think this, that, that I think the people, you know, da, 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 and it seems like there was some this and that, and I got my paper back, it was C minus. I went like, what? I just gave you some good examples. I just gave you some good thought. What do you mean C minus? And they said, you're not quoting what the book says. Oh, okay. You want to play that game? <laughs> Next term paper, 
they asked me a question. I went right to the book. I, you know, almost typed it out exactly what they said. I said, they're, looking, they're, they're not going to, they're, they're going to say this is not right. You know, you need to have some, some thought into this. No, I just typed in exactly what the book said. A, why? I just fed back to them what they were trying to tell me. What's God saying? Just feed back to him what he told us. <laughs> Yay, I will help thee. Yay, I will strengthen thee. Yay, I will heal thee. Amen? You know, I'm believing for my, my, my tingling in my fees. It's almost gone. But I'm just telling the Lord, Lord, I know, I know, I know, I know you're doing it, Lord. I know you're doing it. I know that all my, you know, um, healing issues are taken care of. I give you praise, glory, and honor for it. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Amen. Now, I know, like, uh, prayer will help you. Let me, let me say this. It, prayer has the ability to touch every area of your life. Touch every struggle that you're going through, every pain that you're feeling, every heartache that you're uh, expressing, every anxiety, every worry, every issue. When you lay it at the feet of Jesus, prayer will make a difference because God is going to work in your behalf. Praise the Lord. So I, I know that my wife sometimes when she gets overloaded with work, it just seems like she, she can't handle it. And so she would go and pray. And then I would come back, and I'd go, how are you doing? She goes, I feel much better. Nothing's changed, but the anxiety and the worry and the concern left. And I believe I'm just doing all things to the glory of God. Amen? Prayer will change your life. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Four principles for, power, uh, for powerful prayer. And let's read this uh, scripture. I think we have it here. I'm going to talk about Acts. Paul and Silas, you remember they were in prison? Uh, they didn't, you know, do anything wrong. They were just uh, helping out and praying for people in the city. And how did they get there? Well, they were going through uh, a missionary journey, and the Lord, and, and they were going through Asia. And the Lord said, "No, don't go through Asia." And they said, "We're going someplace else." They said, "Oh no, don't go through there." Go. Uh, they, they had a vision of a man from Macedonia saying, "Please come and help us uh, preach the gospel to us." And so they went there knowing that the Lord was sending them. So as they were preaching and praying with the people, they didn't even have a synagogue. They had to go preach by the river and, and pray by the riverside. And, and so as they were going, this uh, uh, lady of divination, this fortune teller, uh, was following them behind them every day as they were going to prayer. And, and they said, these are the sons of the living God. They will teach you the way of salvation. And she kept pestering and pestering and pestering. Finally, they got so upset, they said, come out of her, you spirit. And so the spirit left her. And, uh, but, but now, all of a sudden, she couldn't do her fortune telling. So all the magistrates that were there said, you know what? These guys are trouble. Let's put them in prison. So there they are in prison. It says, the multitudes rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. Huh. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison, where all the rats and everything are, and made their feet fast in the stocks. Now, who wants to have this kind of life? <laughs> Has this ever gotten to your house where they, they, they took their clothes off? That's embarrassing enough. And then they beat them with many stripes, cast them into prison, in the inner dungeon prison. And so what would you do in this situation? 
<laughs> Lord, I thought you told us to come to Macedonia. Is this, what, is this the end of my life? And we complain about so many things. Oh, oh, my heater went out. Oh, this, that. So let's see what happens to these guys. Uh, next uh, scripture. And at midnight, Paul and Silas complained to the Lord, murmured about the, their lot in life, just as thoroughly flabbergasted that the Lord would put them. Is that what it says there? And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. In, those four, in that one verse, we're going to find four principles of powerful prayer. Do you see it? No, I hope not. I, I, otherwise, I did all this studying for nothing. <laughs> I'm supposed to study this to extract this so you guys go, oh, yeah, I see it, I see it. Let, let's go to the last uh, slide for the four principles, and I'll, I'll, I'll give them to you, and then we'll go through them. Four principles for powerful prayer. Make prayer a part of your daily practice. Learn to pray with someone. Don't be ashamed to pray in public and sing praises unto God. Okay, let's go back to that scripture that we just left. So at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, right? And so we have to make prayer our daily practice. You know what? Let's, uh, oh, let me read this, 26. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake. What? A great earthquake. From their prayer? How would you like to have prayers that shakes the earth? Isn't that? That's a good prayer, right? Amen. I mean, Marietta had some prayers that, you know, got her car fixed and, you know, at a lower cost. But how about a prayer that shakes the earth, that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loosed? Now we're talking about some, some deep prayer, isn't it? Where the bands that hold, held you back are loosened, that the doors that you didn't think you could go through, you can walk through. Isn't that nice? People call you up. I know Richard and Sally have had calls of people they want to uh, promote them and give them higher uh, responsibility and, and bigger um, pay. And they call them. Amen. Doors are open that you didn't even think you were qualified for. So at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed prayer. Now, why were they praying? Because they were on their way to go pray, and these, the magistrates picked them up and threw them into prison, so they hadn't prayed that day. So they said, well, you know, we're not going to pray because, you know, you know this, this is a lost day. We'll start tomorrow. No, no, no. It didn't say they began to pray at midnight. They said, and at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying. They were praying. Praise God. Not complaining, not murmuring. See, we have to learn how to not pray just in crisis mode or in desperate situations or urgent care and needing some emergency or assistance. We have to learn how to pray to God when everything is going good. You, if you just only pray when things are going bad, you're not going to have the powerful prayer that you need. They prayed every day as they were going into the temple or as they are going to go pray. pray. The, this, this woman of divination was kept bothering them, but they kept praying. So every morning when you wake up, you have to go to God in prayer. Give Him the, your day. Give Him your life. And as you do that, all of a sudden, He'll take control over your situations, and He'll cause things to work together for your good. I can tell you for a fact. So they were praying, and midnight came, 
And they thought, you would think, oh, well, they could stop praying now because they prayed for that day. No, they're on to the next day. They said, we would just keep on praying. Keep on praying. And so they, the first part is they prayed every day. The second part is they prayed together. Paul didn't go into a corner and say, you know what, Silas? I'm just going to go pray to God and find out what the problem is here. No, they prayed together. We need to have a prayer partner, someone that we can agree with. I know in our household, when Charles gets in trouble or Marion gets in trouble or I get in trouble, they go, okay, let's pray. And go like, well, is that going to change anything? I mean, this is a pretty dire situation here. When you think things can't work out, when you agree together in prayer, God somehow does something. He says, we're two or more agree as in touching. There I am in the midst and give you the desires of your heart. A threefold cord is hard to break. So when you team up with someone and agree with them, then you're able to see God work because God sees there's power in prayer and unity and coming together. So um, you have to learn how to pray with someone. There's power in prayer partnership. I mean, it's good to pray by yourself. You need to pray by yourself. You need to have a devotion towards the Lord. But you need to also open up because somebody else might have something that you hadn't thought of, might have a scripture that you didn't know about. And as they agree with you, things happen. You know, I, my son keeps telling me that some of his kids in college are still suffering and uh, experiencing situations that I got them out of because I just showed them a scripture. Just pray this scripture. You'll see God work in your life. And he says, it's amazing how they, they, got, uh, they got delivered from it. Praise God. By just knowing what the manual says. Praise God. When things aren't working right, you go to the manual. What does the manual say? Oh, uh, okay, use that scripture. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So we're learning here that one, you pray every day. Two, you pray with somebody. And the third thing, and the prisoners heard them. We're going to skip over saying praises. And the prisoners heard them. Number three, pray. Don't be ashamed to pray in public. I was at Trader Joe's the other day, and I, was, I sat outside, and I had, they, had, they give you free cups of coffee. You know that at Trader Joe's. And, <laughs> and I have a little thing that I dunk, and I go out there, and I, I just sit and talk. And so this guy sitting next to me, he sits down, and he starts praying, you know, and he's praying, and I'm still, I'm eating, <laughs> and he's still praying. I'm going like, hmm, this is a long prayer. That's a good one. <laughs> and then he finally finishes and says, thank you. For and I go, that was a good prayer. That was a long prayer. He goes, yeah, sometimes I don't pray that long, but I, I felt like I really needed to. It impresses you, impresses you when you, some, you see someone praying. It's like, I should be doing that. I want to get in on that. And so you should pray, not be ashamed to pray in public. I know when I was at my job, I would pray all the time for people. In fact, they even gave me an office all by myself to pray for people that needed prayer. And I was at a place where they ha you had to be careful what you say. If you said, you know, praise the Lord, they go, you can't say that. Yeah. You know, like I, I had to do, uh, you know, reports in front of people, and I'd say, praise the Lord, everyone. And they go, you can't say that. We got atheists out there. <laughs> You offend me. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> but I've learned how to, you know, they've, I've warmed their heart. Their hearts have been warmed towards me because I just keep praying. I just keep having an attitude of prayer. I'm praying for you, brother. Oh, okay, all right, that's good. Praise the Lord. So when you pray for someone, it makes an impression. And prayer changes things. So 
when you're praying in public, uh, the Bible says that the, the, uh, the, jail, that the people that were in the prison heard Paul and Silas. They weren't praying like quiet mouse prayers. They weren't praying, God, you know, do you hear us? Here we are, you know, stuck in this prison, you know. I know you're going to come through, aren't you? <laughs> please, Lord, please come. Shh. No, they were praying loud, and the prisoners heard it, and they rejoiced in the fact that they were praying because now all of a sudden the earth shook. Whoa, whoa, baby. And then the, the bands were loose, and they could have ran out. But what did they do? They stayed right there. I'm not leaving this guy. This guy knows how to pray. <laughs> you tell us what to do now, right? <laughs> and so they stayed. Now, these guys were thugs, okay? They weren't just your regular everyday prison guys. These are guys that had done cruelty, and they were, you know, they were evil. But they stayed to hear what Paul and Silas had to say. And so Paul, and, uh, Paul said to the jailer, because he was going to kill himself, he said, oh, my gosh, I let all these people go. He said, ah, don't kill yourself. We're still here. All right? We're going to have a prayer meeting. You, you want to join? We're going to have church, okay? <laughs> he led them to the Lord, then went to their house and led their whole household to the Lord. So this is a good kind of a prayer. This is a powerful prayer that gets yourself delivered and get everybody else that's with you delivered. And then the final thing is, they sang, uh, oh, okay, well, let's just do this part. They sang praises unto God. The Bible says what? Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication, so let your requests be made. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. In other words, you thank Him before you see it happen. They didn't cry and pray. They didn't pray and say, oh, God, what's wrong with you? What kind of plan is this? And we've been serving you. Now we've got stripes on our back. We're in the prison. They're going to chop our heads off. What's going on here? No, they sang praises unto God. Now, I don't know what kind of praises they, they were. I know they were from the Psalms, right? Uh, uh, you know that song? How excellent is your name, O Lord. How excellent is your name. Heaven and earth together proclaim. How excellent is your name. Out of Psalms uh, 24. Who knows what they were singing? How great is our God, right? Glory. They didn't have Marlene there to sing, you know. <laughs> Marlene, strike it up, baby. No, they had to know. They had to have it. You know, they had to been at the meeting to be able to sing the song. A lot of times I sing songs that we have here at church. It just comes up in my heart because you hear it over and over and over again. So you have to have that song in your heart. Songs of deliverance, the Bible says. Amen? When there's nothing else in there, there has to be a song unto the Lord. Say, Lord, I'm just grateful that I know you. I know you're going to come through for us. So they did that. They at midnight, let's go for the four again. At midnight, Paul and Silas, Silas prayed, prayer every day. They sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. They prayed together. Let's go to the, the, the four, principle, uh, four, principle, um, four principles, yeah, and this will be our ending. Make a prayer a part of your daily life. So what is their challenge? For 30 days, 30 minutes with the Lord, amen, etch some time in there. And in, the, in January, fast however you can, if you can. But make prayer a part of your daily practice. If you don't, you're going to miss out. Learn to pray with someone. Amen? If you're married, you pray with your, your husband or your spouse, you know. It doesn't have to be a long prayer. Just, just agree. Pray and agree. 
don't be ashamed to pray in public. Pray for somebody that's at, at, the, uh, at the store or wherever you're at, at your job. Don't be ashamed to be praying. And if people see you praying, that's okay. They'll, they'll be convicted. They'll go like, what are you doing, brother? I'm just praying to God. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what I should be doing. I should be praying to God. And then sing praises unto God. Amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads and pray. Lord, thank you for bringing us together today to show us how we can have four principles for powerful prayer, that our prayer can be dynamite, our prayers can make a difference in our lives, because, Father, you're working in our lives and in our hearts. We thank you, Lord God, that you convict us and, 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 and bring us into obedience to follow after you, and I thank you, Lord God, as we do follow after you, we will see your glory, your presence, your power work in our lives. To the glory of God, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.